sing the first verse. presence that we experience here. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. 
good thing he's promised he'll give it immediately to you just ask him he'll provide it let's pray 
Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of thy blessed Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our God. We're so thankful that you've promised, Lord, that where two or three were gathered together in your name, you literally would be in that presence. You would be with them and within them. We believe that, Lord. It's not just a doctrine. It's not something we've just heard. It's true. Because we've seen you heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. We have seen this, Lord. And you've sent your prophet today, fulfilling the Bible promises. And we're thankful that your bride does have, thus saith the Lord. Because we know he's vindicated. And that's the way you bring the word to your people. We love you tonight, Lord. Move among us. Anyone that's sick, diseased, infirmed, whatever the problem may be in their minds or in their body, I pray, God, that you'll be there as you are here and deliver each one. We pray you'll bless the speaker tonight, anoint your word, which is always anointed, and we pray that you will anoint it to our hearts, blessed Jesus. And we could have to say... It's always good to be in your presence. Be with the saints of the living God. We've seen people healed at this building. Delivered from so many things. We've seen you feel with your Holy Spirit. Young people and older ones. You're the same tonight as you were at any occasion since this building was dedicated to you for your glorification and honor. We love you, Jesus, and we ask these things in your blessed, wonderful name. Amen. Thank you very much. It's nice to be in the house of the Lord. I'll just have you take your seats for a moment, if you would. It's nice to have each one that's able to gather in this evening. We've got many that are traveling right now. There's a wedding happening on the eastern seaboard, so there's... The Rivas family has gone over there. I believe some of the Ajos have gone over there. So uh, and I think some other families are traveling as well. So we'll just pray that God will grant them traveling mercies on their way back home to be back with us here. But grant them a wonderful time while they're there. We wouldn't want them to miss out at all. I got a wonderful testimony from Sister Lisa. So I'm just going to take a moment and read that, Sister Lisa. We also uh, have been remembering Brother Milko Ravbar in our prayers, very much so, just trusting that the Lord would continue to bring strength and healing into his body. If his time here on earth is not done, we don't need to enjoy Brother Milko in a hospital room or laid up in a hospital bed. He needs to be out moving around the saints, right, and enjoying each other's fellowship. I was able to speak with him on the phone. His words are not necessarily completely audible. Um, Brother Kim coached him through uh, beautiful I don't know if you've ever heard Brother Milko say that word beautiful, but he says it very uniquely in a way that's very recognizable when he says it. So uh, we were able to speak with him for just a few moments, and uh, he's on his road to recovery. So we thank the Lord for that. Sister Lisa passed me a testimony that she would like to share with the congregation and express her thanks for the prayers of the saints while she underwent her treatment. She said, I did not sustain any bad side effects. And don't believe I will in the future. And thank the Lord Jesus for his healing power, Sister Lisa Weber. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you for that testimony, Sister Lisa. Hallelujah. If we have need of healing in our body, he is still the healer. 
Amen. If we need salvation in our body, he is still the Savior. Amen. He is God Almighty, and he does all things well. We should sing a few more songs. I think Brother Ryan's got a song to teach us, but we'll just sing another song and then turn the service to our brother John Andes. He abides. He abides. Hallelujah. He abides in me. I think it's number 520 on the screen. It's a little bit warm in here, so if you feel like you're getting too warm, you can take your coat off if you need to. We're still in the Pacific Northwest. We're not accustomed to heat, but uh, we'll adapt, I'm sure. We doing okay in the back? All right, maybe we can make sure the doors stay open back there. There might be a little fan in the back room we could turn on, too. It's pretty warm up here. Brother John is going to be enjoying a sauna experience. Amen. We love the Lord tonight. Let's sing this together. He abides. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the pilgrim way.
bugs, so we appreciate that, Brother Ryan. You can have your seats. I believe some of you know this, and we should have the words in the screen for it. It's called The Goodness of God. Amen. The voice, the, excuse me, the chorus talks about all my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good. I think that's a good confession for us to make, that God is good. In spite of where we might find ourselves, that doesn't change the nature of God, that He is good. Amen. So sing it with me if you know it. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing. The goodness of God in all my life. 
Is there something in our hearts? Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Don't let these rocks cry out from this mountain. Sons and daughters of God are here redeemed by the blood. We've been healed by your stripes. We've been delivered because of your precious name, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can we all whisper, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you. Thank you for that song. Thank you, Brother Ryan. You can have your seats. Amen. You can. Amen. 
Brother Jonathan's just going to bring up our Zoom congregation. Um, you can just keep playing that for a little bit. Good evening, everyone. So good to be here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. Can we say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To everyone on streaming and to everyone that is in Zoom, we just welcome you. We welcome the congregation. So good to hear. Can I have um, the view of everyone, Brother Jonathan? So nice to see Sister Karen with all here tonight. Isn't it good to see Sister Karen? We all love Sister Karen. Hallelujah. Glory. And to hear Sister Lisa Weber's testimony. And the Lord has brought her through these weeks of this trial. So good. Amen. God bless you, Sister Lisa. And to everyone, that was our second time to hear that song in the last few hours. We just coming here um, Brother uh, Timothy and Sister Jessica Andes are in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, Timothy was preaching for Brother Brad Burgess. And Jessica Andes sang that same song. Isn't it good to know we're part of a body that's just all over this world that is with us tonight? And I'm going to have you stand in a moment. But we'll turn to Acts chapter 1. Tonight we're speaking on from Easter to Pentecost to today and we're going to just take these um, this thought from Easter to Pentecost to today we're going to just walk through this from Palm Sunday to Easter we've already gone through that in the 40 days that Jesus was with his disciples and um, and then bring it to today Lord just come and minister in a special way. I think the atmosphere is just right. We'll just stand to our feet. Thank you, Brother Derek and Brother Ryan. You're so wonderful. Amen. I was going to sing soon and very soon. We are going to see the king, but maybe we'll sing that after. Amen. Acts chapter 1. And we've prayed together. It's kind of amazing. We... I was expecting the um, chapel here to be half empty tonight. We have the wedding of Brother Josh Rivas yesterday and the Ahos and the Rivases and some of the young people are away. But to see that it's almost full, I think that's wonderful. Who thinks that's wonderful? I mean, it's just great to see one another. So for our unseen audience, the chapel is very full tonight. And uh, we see you on the Zoom if you feel like turning on your uh, cameras, that would be nice. If you don't, that's fine too. We want you to feel comfortable in the presence of the Lord tonight as we just walk from Easter to Pentecost to today. Amen. Look, Acts chapter 1, what an appropriate scripture to read tonight in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit and the Apostles. And Luke is the writer, the uh, Apostle Luke. And that's why in verse 1, Acts 1 1, he said, the former. A treatise have I made because it was Luke had already recorded in the gospel of Luke. Theophilus was, uh, it's thought to be a Gentile man. He was writing to, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Verse 3, to whom also, to his disciples, he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, 
His passion was his week from Palm Sunday through Easter and what he went through for you and me. It might surprise some of you to know that that word passion is in the Bible. Uh, But what he went through, his suffering and all of his agony that week and Friday, the stripes and the cross was for us. But he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father. Which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. When they therefore were come together. They asked of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time. Restore again the kingdom to Israel. And he said unto them, it is not for you. To know the times or the seasons. Which the father hath put in his own power. Verse 8. I think it could be written in red in your Bible. It's Jesus speaking, God speaking. But ye shall receive power, quickening power, dynamics, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in Cloverdale and in Surrey. And in Bellingham, and in Linden, and in Blaine, and at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp, and to all the world, and unto the uttermost part of the earth, this scripture is being fulfilled tonight. But we cannot do that without power. Oh Lord, send your power just now. From Easter to Pentecost to today, there's been many years. We're walking through the season from Easter as Jesus walked. But tonight we have the privilege of receiving the word and receiving the Holy Spirit. Uh, even more than these people that were hearing Jesus speak it. Because this was now 40 days. And when he had spoken, verse 9, these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven. As he went up. Behold two men stood by them in white apparel. Which also said ye men of Galilee. Why stand ye gazing up into heaven. This same Jesus. Let's all say Jesus. The same Jesus. Which is taken up from you into heaven. Shall so, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Praise God. This was after 40 days. He said go tarry in Jerusalem. Until you be endued with your own Pentecost. We've talked about it. We've heard about it. We've preached about it. But now is the time. When you see me go, Jesus was saying, tarry in Jerusalem until that Holy Ghost that's in me that raised me from the dead comes back inside of you. We've gone 2,000 years, saints, till today. I think it's time for the rapture. I think it's time for us to look up and behold him coming, as he said. Heavenly Father, we just pray, God, on this Sunday night in April 2021 that you would come and visit us in this chapel. 
move up through Cloverdale Bible Way, out across the airwaves, through the Zoom, into the streaming audience. I pray that we would not be critical, that we would not be men and women that are looking to one another's badger skins. But I pray that this service would be a night of celebration, a time of thanksgiving, that you would open our eyes to see the season that we are living in now. There's never been a day like this day. There's never been a people that could look around them and say, the coming of the Lord is here. The resurrection could happen at any moment. Prepare us, O Lord. Even while we hear the word, I pray that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit. Go through the congregation out across the airwaves and heal the people. Even while they hear the word, let them be healed. Let them be delivered. Let us all be filled, Lord. While we even hear the word, may Jesus himself appear to us in a personal way. Bless this service tonight, God. It's a little warm in this building, but I pray the fire of the Holy Ghost would germatize our souls, our spirits, and our bodies where we wouldn't even be able to contain it no more. Thank you, Jesus. Take your word and just break it, and may it be multiplied to the many, many. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. Now, it's kind of amazing here tonight. It's, uh, I think, about 75 degrees outside, 79, Brother Jeff said, in his home there in Linden. And uh, last Sunday, we had the heat on in this building. So, praise God. May the sun that's shining on the outside shine on the inside. Praise God. God bless you tonight, you on the Zoom. Sister Natuzzi, you're about the most faithful person I know on the Zoom, every service, every time. We trust to meet you again one day as you just rejoice and it's been such a blessing. Tonight we'd like to look at this thought again. Don't want to take a lot of your time. From Easter to Pentecost to today. And in the Easter seal message in Jeffersonville, Brother Branham said you'll have to have the same message. The same thing, not a theology, not some church doings, but the power of God, Pentecost, and the same seal. He said the seal of the Holy Ghost, God's true Easter seal is a man's credentials. It's your birthrights. It's a credential that you have passed from death unto life. And God is working through you the same way he did the Lord Jesus. Because it's your credential. These signs shall follow them that believe. Go you into all the world. He said after Easter. After the Pentecost. After the seal of Easter was given of the resurrection. What was it? The life that was in Christ that was raised up has come and quickened his church and lives in the church to do the same signs. Do we believe that tonight? So we're going from Easter, we're going to Pentecost to today. Don't look back to thousand years ago to a calendar. Don't just look back to a prophet's message, but just grab a hold of it tonight and say, today is my day, this is my season, this is our time. He goes on to say, the seal of Pentecost is the believer's credentials that he's passed from death into life. Because he has received the Pentecostal blessing. God's Easter seal to his son. He sealed his first son 
with the Holy Ghost. Is that right? And he sealed all of his other sons with the Holy Ghost. I think Brother Ken Andy said it in his prayer. He's desiring more tonight to fill us with the Holy Ghost than we even desire it. So if you get a little tired, a little weary tonight, just know that the healer is here. The deliverer is here. The baptizer is here. The one that gives revelation is here. In fact, Brother Branham said in this message, it would be the most what the Holy Ghost was given for. Sister Dana, it would be the most wonderful revelation that you ever had in your life. The importance of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It would be the most wonderful revelation you had in your life. He's talking about Peter and how Jesus had to talk to Peter and say, when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. I mean, we followed you, Lord. We're your disciples. We've been in the meetings. We're in the message. We love you, Jesus. And Peter had to be real clear and say, when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. Brother Branham said Peter had been saved. He believed on the Lord and he followed him. And Jesus told him who he was. And he, and he followed him. He gave him power. Uh, just listen close. Peter had power against unclean spirits and sanctified them. But after all of that, and he became the chief spokesman of the group. Yet Jesus said the night of his betrayal, lovest thou me, Peter? He said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. He said that three times. Peter said, you know I love you. He said, I'll go with you to the end. I'll go with you to the death. And he said, before the cock has crowed three times, you'll have denied me three times. But he said, Peter, I have prayed for you. Bride of Christ, your husband has prayed for you. He said, I have prayed for you. And after you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Tonight we all been given authority to strengthen one another. After the Holy Ghost has come on us. After we've experienced our own Easter. Our own Pentecost. Tonight we have the ability to strengthen our brothers and our sisters. Our very presence here shows we are a sign of the resurrection. After you are converted. He had shouted. He had probably danced in the spirit. He had done all kinds of things, but he hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. After you are converted, strengthen your brethren, carry out his plan. I want to carry out his plan. Now tonight, I just want to look at this again from Easter to Pentecost to today. Just three weeks ago was Palm Sunday. On March the 28th, we remember Jesus came into Jerusalem and they were waving palm branches. They were waving and putting their clothes out. And that was just three weeks ago. Then we go through the week of his passion as we walk through that Monday, through this Friday and, and into the Saturday, a gray, uh, dark week for many of the believers. They had saw blood. They had saw one another misunderstand. They had saw one another running. They had saw some zeal in the garden. They had saw some of their very leaders that had been given the keys to the kingdom. They had heard that he had cursed, that he had swore. And it just looked like 
from the leadership and our precious Jesus being murdered to being marred beyond description like an animal going through what Luke records in our opening scripture, his passion, Jesus' passion. But aren't you so thankful for Easter Sunday morning? He arose. So tonight we'd like to take it from that Easter, which is two weeks ago uh, today, two weeks ago, April the 4th. Jesus is now 40 days with his disciples and with others. He's seen talking to them. He's seen fellowshipping with them. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can see that he was confirming their faith. He was encouraging the believers because all 11 of his disciples, except for John, were going to be murdered. They were going to give their lives as martyrs. And John was going to be, they were going to try to boil it out of him. And he lived a long life. He became a pastor. Years later, Timothy was another disciple later that was under uh, Brother Paul's ministry that became a pastor. So there were seasons and Jesus was focused on his disciples. I'm, I'm reminded of him appearing on the Sunday uh, afternoon of his uh, Easter uh, resurrections, Cleopas and his friend and him speaking to them. They were downtrodden and their countenance were fallen. You know, just like all of us, when we don't understand the time and season that we're going through, we can get like Peter and say, well, I'm just going fishing. Uh, I'm just going back to my old life. You know, we could fish good. We could hunt good. We could sow good. We could be an RN good or whatever. We can make our money. And we find the disciples, you know, there was at least seven of them that said, well, we go too, brother Nathan. They just said, well, we're going too. You know, we're all going back with you, Peter. And so they, they fished all night and the Bible says they didn't catch nothing it's a it's a sign of all of us when we're doing things in our own will when we're doing it our way i did it my way you're gonna fall flat on your face and you're gonna catch nothing but seeing a man on the shore they didn't know it was jesus but they he just said well just cast your net they tried all night and it was morning cast your net on the other side and for the multitude of fishes and they couldn't even get the blessings into the ship 153 fish my they were so and and somebody said it's the lord brother jeremiah it's the lord and this was the same peter that was there with him that said i go a fishing i'm just going back that You know, just a few hours before, it was a young person that was just around the fire with them. And Jesus is being before Pilate. And now you have Peter there that just kind of lingered. And there was a young lady, a damsel, just a young girl that, well, I, I think it's your speech betrayeth you. I think you're like one of those believers. And you know, Peter got so upset by the time, you know, Jesus had told him by the time the cock crows. You're going to deny me. I'll never deny you. I'll give my life for you. But he's without the Holy Ghost. Are you listening tonight? It also shows the zeal of a person that can have real revelation. We're going to go back to Matthew in a few minutes. Real revelation of Christ without the Holy Ghost. Thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. And Jesus turned to him and said, blessed art thou. Uh, It's been God reveal that to you. 
Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. God revealed that to you. It's revelation. And upon this rock, I will build my church. I almost read that for our opening scripture. But upon true revelation of who you are, you shall prevail. He had received revelation. He was a leader. He was impetuous Peter. He was a strong brother. And Jesus gave him the keys to the kingdom. It was after that. That finally under the pressure of a young person. He cursed. He swore. He said I don't know you. I don't know this man. And my. Friday morning and Jesus. Looked at Peter and he's embarrassed. And he runs out weeping bitterly. So we've gone through all of that. We've gone through Friday and Saturday. Brother Jerry and Sunday. We've gone through the disappointments. In fact, Brother Branham said these disciples, their eyes were so uh, reddened because they had been crying and weeping. But there was Jesus. It is the Lord, Brother Neil. It is the Lord. And Peter, it was a perfect moment to be an embarrassed Believer, He could have just hung his head in the bottom of the boat. But the Bible says he gird up his loins and he jumped into the water. And he begins to go toward Jesus. I want to say this tonight. Only Jesus can take away your shame. You say, but that's what he died on the cross for. No, he's coming from the cross. To let disciples know, even in your season of rejection, even in your times of defeat, even in your embarrassed about your life, I'm coming to you. I'm here for fellowship. Come and dine. The master calleth, come and dine. Who would like to come tonight? I mean, it's Sunday night and you might be weary with the day, but come and dine. The master calleth, come and dine. So now we are after Easter. And Jesus is in 40 days with his disciples. We've come to our opening scripture of him on a mountain. And he's just speaking for the last time to his disciples. I've got to go away. I've got to leave you. Because the same spirit that raised me from the dead is in me. But I want it in you. Tarry in Jerusalem. Just wait. Uh, You know, it's just in his mind, he knew Pentecost was only 10 days further. But he's speaking now to about 500 people. And then he ascends. And we find Pentecost was 10 days later. Pentecost means 50. They spent 10 days in an upper room. We go from 500 to 120 that's in a room just waiting, believing, Trusting, They knew they needed a Pentecost. Peter knew that he had power to cast out unclean spirits. He knew he had the authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He knew that he had followed Jesus some years before and stopped his nets and ran and walked with Jesus. He knew he needed something more. Thomas knew that he needed something more. He didn't believe Thomas when Jesus appeared to the other disciples. Thomas said, but I've, I've got to put my fingers in your nail prints. I've got to put them in your side unless I see that. And you know, Jesus didn't write him off. But the next time he appeared to his disciples, he just opened up his garment and said, here, Thomas. Here, Brother Ellie. Oh, don't you love the Lord Jesus? I, I think his nature hasn't changed. 
He doesn't write off a predestinated seed. But he comes around to reveal himself. Why? Why? It's 40 days. I want to make sure that you know I love you. I'm with you. You're not a Judas. Judas had walked with the disciples. Judas was there at the last, he was there at the last supper. He had authority and had been walking under this uh, anointing for many years. But when it really came down to the end, your prophet said he couldn't go all the way to Pentecost. All believers of the message, don't receive just being around it and catching the benefits of it. And then when it comes down to your time and you know you don't have it, that you just throw the silver on the ground and walk away and commit spiritual suicide. You are not a Judas. You are not one of those that fall back. You are not under an illusion tonight. God is speaking this way that you are going from Easter yourself. There will be a resurrection. There will be a Pentecost for you. Judas was not a seed of God. That's why she couldn't go to Pentecost. We ought to be happy tonight. You have the ability to go from Easter all the way to Pentecost. Do you believe that tonight? Pentecost was Acts chapter 2. Ten days later in an upper room. God help us tonight. I'm just trying to put Brother Gary a lot right into our last service with you. For a while. Pentecost was exactly... What the church needed. More than just a blessing of being around Jesus. They needed the spirit that was in him to come back inside of them. Some are so close to the very thing they need for the rapture and the body change. And now my last point to conclude this foundation. We've gone seven ages. We've gone past the year 2000. We're in 2021. We are today. So we're not just looking back and getting kind of a running through of what Jesus went through and Easter and then to Pentecost. He's in his, you know, 40 days here and we are too. And then there'll be 50 and then that'll be Pentecost. But we're looking to today. What does God have for us today? Where is his life today? As we look at our title again. And we're going to turn just in a few minutes to a scripture. Easter speaks of resurrection. It speaks of life. My brother Thane, you look so nice tonight with your suit and your tie. God bless you. Easter speaks of hope. We've gone through a week of sorrow and blood and To John and to Mary that was looking up at him. It just looked like has it all come down to this. So Easter spoke of hope and breath back into the church. Pentecost which means 50 speaks of the Holy Ghost or a personal experience. It's not good enough for it to be the church leaders. It's not good enough for it to just be my mommy or my daddy or the prophet or the pastor or the deacon. I've got to have this. So today on April 2021 it's recognizing our day and what to do. This is our season now. This is our time. This is your hour. I was thinking yesterday, 
Brother Derek, I was thinking about ministry. What is ministry? I was thinking about what is church all about? What is the role of a song leader? What is the ministry? What are, uh, even of local congregation? I believe it, it is Christ making himself real and alive to us as believers. That is really what the ministry is all about. Do we agree? Uh, that's what this service is all about. That's why our brother Michael Ray and brother Jonathan and all the workers in Cloverdale are here at this camp are doing the effort to put uh, this available for you. We might not be in the same room together, but Jesus is in your room right now. The angel of the Lord is very close to you. The Holy Spirit is wanting to fill up the voids and to bring back the redemption of those stripes that were put on his back so that you can receive power. Dunamis, quickening power. So tonight as we turn now to the book of Matthew, let's go to the book of Matthew and I believe the brothers are going to try to put some of these scriptures on the screen. To help us not be too long tonight. But Matthew chapter 4. And our subtitle tonight. Our subject. Our title is from Easter to Pentecost to today. But our subject is following Jesus. Following Jesus. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 18, I'm going back to the original call of the disciples. I want every person to listen really close, even your children. Matthew 4:18. and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter. I'm going to be watching Peter just a little bit tonight. And Andrew, his brother, casting a net. Into the sea for they were fishers. They were fisher people. Fishermen. And he saith unto them follow me. I wonder if we can all say follow me. Follow Jesus. Jesus is saying follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Now what was their attitude when Jesus called them? Verse 20 says they straightway left their nets. And they followed him. That's a sign of a real believer that down on the inside of the inside, that seed part, the outside may run, the outside may wonder, the outside may question, but ultimately you will come. But these sons of God straightway or right away left their nets and they followed him. Hallelujah. Who wants to follow the Lord tonight? Now I want to say something uh, right now. Uh, Because I want to speak about Peter a little bit tonight. Listen closely. Peter is a reflection of the church body. Not just locally, but globally. Brother Branham talks about Peter reflecting uh, the church. I have a quote right here about that. Peter is a reflection of the church body. It has been said that women or sisters in in the church reflects the real condition of that church. If you want to know how a local church or how the a church is doing, many times it's the sisters or the women that reflects the real condition of that church. If they're strong-willed, if they're dominating, if they're always speaking, then that's reflecting a spiritual condition. 
Uh, I just want to interject here. Brother John has witnessed and seen over these many years of being raised in the message and ministering that young people in a church also reflects the spiritual condition of a church. It also, uh, young people reflect the spiritual condition of a family. I'm just speaking from personal experience. Young people are like a thermometer. They're like a spiritual temperature, a barometer. People can be all religious and spiritual and even, you know, talk great revelations. But I like to watch the young people. I like to see how children are doing. That's just personal. I've witnessed globally that you can just see how young people are doing in a church. And that is reflecting really the spiritual condition. It's not the pastor, the elders, or the people that sing songs on the platform. It's the young people. How are the children doing? And thirdly, a person's attitude reflects their character. A person's response to the word is really reflecting their character. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 and through 20 is now Peter and Andrew and how they just straightway dropped their nets. Verse 21. And going on from thence, he saw two other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. They're also fishermen. That was their occupation. Jesus is calling. He's looking for disciples. He's looking for leaders that one day will carry the life of the message. Not educated. Not people of pomp and ceremony. It's still going to be simple people that go in the rapture. And Jesus saw James and John... And he called them. And verse 22. They immediately left the ship. And their father. And followed him. God give us more disciples like this. Straightway. Right away. They didn't consider their careers. Or their education. Or what relationship they were in. Or the stock market. Or a virus in the land. Immediately they left their family. They left their work. And they followed the Lord Jesus. You can see what happens later. Jesus went about all Galilee. Teaching in their synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing all manner of sickness. And all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people. That were taken with many or divers diseases and torments. of the, And those that were possessed with devils. And those which were lunatic. And those that had the palsy. And he healed them. Hallelujah. That same spirit is now in the body in 2021. Let's just be honest tonight. Easter, Pentecost, and tonight, our Lord Jesus lives in you. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 26. I want to jump a few years now. Matthew 26, verse 30. Matthew chapter 26. I'm staying with the Bible tonight. I have quotes, but if we don't have time, just to let you know, we have them in front of us. Matthew 26, verse 30. The Bible says, now we've come past the, uh, this time and into this week of his passion. Matthew 26, verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, 
They went out into the Mount of Olives. What is it, a hymn of David? Like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Judas has left the room. Jesus is with his disciples. And they're in a season. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death. And they went out into the Mount of Olives. Jesus in verse 31 begins to speak and say, All ye shall be offended. All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Jesus answered, and here's Peter, sorry, Peter. Here's Peter, which is a type of the Christian experience. Take Peter out of the Bible, and it really speaks of you and I at different stages of our experience. He calls you, and then now there's times of great revelation, and there's times of great times when we hear the word, and it's just so powerful. Then there comes times like this where we hear someone tell us we're going to be offended and we're going to run and we're going to hide. And he answered verse 33 and said unto him, though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus saith unto him, verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow, before the rooster crows, Thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter saith unto him, Though I shall die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise said all, the, all of the disciples said, We will not deny you. We will not be offended. want to just go to verse 69 Matthew 26 verse 69 as time went on and we know Judas came and betrayed the Lord Matthew 26 verse 69 Peter sat without in the palace and a damsel which is a young lady a young girl came unto him saying thou also what's with Jesus of Nazareth he denied before them all saying I know not what thou sayest verse 71 and when he was gone out into the Porch, another maid was said unto him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. This is Peter. He, he was with Jesus, wasn't he? And again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a while came unto, came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou also art one of them. And thy speech, for thy speech bereath thee. And he began to curse And to swear. How many would like that for a leader? Reverend Brother Peter speak, you know, in a service. And oh, that's that Peter that cursed and swore. He's a cussing preacher. He's a swearing preacher. He denied the Lord, Sister Mimi. We we can't have him preach in our church. He denied the Lord. He's talking about the past. Talking about something that happened when here you have a man that's doing all he could. And he's going to take a sword and go for the high priest servant's head. And he got his ear. Jesus knew Judas. 
was there doing his part. Peter was there under zeal to do his part. And Jesus just reached down and picked up the ear and put it on. He was about his father's business. How many know Brother Branham said in the garden of Gethsemane, the spirit left him and he went to the cross as a man. How many know that? Say, I don't know if I can bear Laodicean's pressure. You are bearing the pressure. The Holy Ghost in you is more than able. That was his cross. This is your cross. That was his time. This is your time. From Easter to to the Pentecost. Now to tonight. We can stand and say that same spirit in me is more than able. Verse 74. Then began he to curse and to swear saying I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus which saith unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Can I have your attention tonight? How many of you would have been embarrassed? Just embarrassed on the Zoom? I agree, Sister Eleanor. I I would have been embarrassed. I'm trying to find the scripture of when... He was given the keys. It's Matthew chapter 16. Let's just go back there. I think we have time tonight. Matthew 16 verse 13. I want to show you that Peter is a reflection of the church. He's a reflection of you. He's reflecting your journey also. There's times of mountain and great revelation. And there's times when uh, it just seems like we, we're just seeing things differently. And Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan. Are you listening tonight? Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. And if Peter would have took it personal, and if he would have been offended and left the church, he never would have gone on to be a leader. Peter took it like a man. He he was willing to not be soft soap about everything and to be offended. Peter, even without the Holy Ghost, was being trained. Oh, God. We have been trained long enough. It's time for us to receive our, our orders tonight. And I want to say this publicly. Our children that have been raised in the message. Our young people are not young people and little children anymore. They've grown up now. It's time for the elders to have confidence in the Holy Spirit. That God that has done it for you, maybe years ago, is in the church. It's in the body. They're able. They're willing. God is giving them power to be the leaders. Not of tomorrow, but of today. Give them the sword. Give them the ability. Give them a service. Give them the opportunity. Oh, you say, but they've cursed. They swore. They That was before. We've gone on. God did it for you, Peter. Can't you have that grace for others? And the body says, yes, we can. Let's go back to Matthew 16, verse 13. Jesus was coming through the coast of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Jesus is going personal. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter, here's our brother. Here is one of our examples tonight. 
Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. How many know he didn't have the Holy Ghost at this time? This is Matthew 16. It wasn't until Acts 2 that Peter received his whole, the Holy Ghost experience. He was a good brother. He was a good man. He was a disciple. He was following the Lord. And he had a great revelation. Thou art Christ. This message isn't just a sermonette or uh, uh, something that even ministers today would look at as just a guide. Or it's more than theology. We quote, we say, you are the Christ. This is God in flesh. I see it. The son of the living God and Jesus turned in verse 17. The brothers are putting it on the screen for those that are on the streaming audience. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, or son of Jonas. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Maybe a little smile cracked open on his face. Praise God, I finally got something right. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter. Amen. Not just Simon and things, but thou art Peter. You're a little rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the Catholic church said, oh, his name means a a rock or a stone. So it's upon Peter. We're going to make him the first pope. We're going to do all that. And a prophet came in this generation and said they totally missed it. It wasn't upon Peter. I got it in in the church age book, page 13. Brother Branham said that Roman Catholics say the church is built upon Peter. He said, Brother Branham, that is really carnal. He said, how could God build the church upon a man so unstable that he denied the Lord Jesus and cursed while doing it? God can't build his church upon any man born in sin. This is a prophet. And it wasn't some rock laying there. Let's not all go to Jerusalem and build a temple on that rock. People have done that with Jeffersonville, Tucson, or wherever. It's not a location. Thank God for this building. Thank God for Cloverdale Bible Way as a location. It's not a location that gets us in the rapture. You could go to Calvary tonight and have an all night prayer meeting. That is not going to save you. You could go to the very upper room. You could drink of the very cups that he drank out of or ate off the plate. That's not going to save you. Brother Branham took it further and said we could have a little vial of the literal blood of Jesus and that will not save you. Hello believers. We're not message Catholics. Looking back, looking back. Well, who can quote it the best? Who can, you know, just say it right? Who can, you know, from the start of the service to the end? And Friends, we weren't born in a Bible school. Any of the ministers that have been ordained to help carry you through into the rapture haven't been birthed out of a Bible school. We don't know how to put it together, homiletics and this addicts and that addicts and this certain way. And we're not going to just preach 20 minute sermons. It's until the church, the individuals break into that experience until the body recognizes who she is. And that she can do the greater works. That might happen after five minutes, after ten, after an hour. But whatever it takes, Lord, we need our Pentecost. Can you imagine building your church on somebody cursing and swearing? 
you know, drinking alcohol and smoking and running around on their wives and things. This was men that had been before the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham said God can't build his church upon any man born in sin. It wasn't some rock laying there that God had to hallow in that spot. It isn't as the Protestants say that the church is built upon Jesus. Are you listening? Oh, it was upon Jesus. That's more spiritual. You know, Brother Jerry, it's more spiritual. We're not like the Catholics. It's upon Jesus. We have the same spirit in the message. People become so haughty, so proud. They have an experience with God. God does something genuine for them in a service or a certain time. And they go right out of there, right back to the old life, right back to the old nature. There ought to be something on the inside, a little check, a little something that is greater than you had before. Does this congregation agree? If you've had an Easter and you've had a resurrection and you've had a Pentecost, our lives should be different. And neither is it a sinless perfection and us holding some standard before our children and young people that even the adults cannot live. I think that's a shame. I I think it's a crying out loud shame that people try to force people of the new generation to live a certain standard. When we all know you can't live the life without the Holy Ghost. We can't live the life without the Holy Ghost. Our Pentecost, that's why we've got to go all the way. And I'm not afraid to be called Pentecostal. I've been born and raised in the message. I wasn't born in a Pentecostal church. But our children and our grandchildren need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. A formal, cold message church. You'll be no different than Peter right here. That have great revelations. And deny the Lord. We see this now. In this uh, chapter that we're reading. Verse 18. I say unto thee. Matthew 16 verse 18. Thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Is that incredible? I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. That's Matthew chapter 16. We've already read it in Matthew 26. Peter denies the Lord. He curses. He swears. So we've got to go just from Easter. We've got to go all the way to Pentecost. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. We're trying to put into this service our closing remarks. This is what we believe. This is what the message produces. A revelation. That today we need more than just going back and acknowledging Brother Branham was a prophet. And having meetings. Having camp meetings. We've had wonderful services even in this building on this property. At Cloverdale Bible Way which I was just there Uh, On Friday and throughout last week three days and through BCA and had our last devotions with the juniors on Wednesday and on Friday with the seniors. It's been a wonderful journey. 
But we've got to go further than just buildings. We've got to go further than just having men and women around us that have the Holy Ghost. We must have it ourselves. We can protect one another. We encourage one another. But Acts chapter 2, in the day, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost, 50, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. This is the book of Acts. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon just the elders or just the deacon or just the people that were of a certain age. Twenty No, on all of them. How many would like to see that in 2021? Oh, you say, I haven't been in that kind of a meeting. Well, friends, we need to come into a a, a cycle of rapture where every service, every time we gather, is people putting away their petty politics. And do you have the vaccine? Do you have the Do you wear a mask? Friend, we got to go a lot further than what media is trying to tell us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We need more of that Pentecostal just blessing among us. Some of your children have not been in a real Holy Ghost filled packed meeting where they see dads and moms under. They are possessed with the Holy Ghost. Oh, they see them possessed with a temper. They see them possessed with fishing or hunting or wanting money. But where is those experiences that we can have where our children say, that's my daddy. That's my mommy. That look at what's happening in our church. We can't blame it on the government of British Columbia. We cannot blame it on the governor Inslee of Washington State. It all comes back to us as older ones and elders and adults. That's what we have created is an atmosphere. Friends, we need to create a different atmosphere where God can come down among us. And some older ones need to lay aside your petty little thoughts of what we think so that our children, our young people can receive what I'm speaking about tonight. We're in the presence of God. Angels are all around this place. This is our Pentecost. This is our Easter. You can quote Brother Branham Easter seal. It is the rising all day long. Think you know so much. Close the service. Go home and people are backslidden. They're away from God. They're as cold and lukewarm. Oh God, send your power. Send your quickening. Give us another Easter. Give us another Pentecost. Give us a 2021 experience where that spirit is evident among us. There's enough evidence that we're message believers by the way we talk and the way we act and the way we live on Monday, Tuesday. There's no question that person is a is a believer. If you're cursing and swearing, you got to go further. If you're hiding behind being a good person and, and dressing a certain act and you know down on the inside, that was the 120 that stayed in the upper room. The other 500, they went, the 500 that were there that heard Jesus go, uh, you know, go tarry in Jerusalem and he ascended up. Where were they? Where did they go? 
Day three, they leave. Day four, they leave. Come on, we're busy. We got to go back. Maybe he was just talking figuratively. Maybe he was just, you know, don't y'all think we got it? I mean, we've casted out devils. We've had great meetings. My, we've saw all kinds of things. No, those brothers knew. I've got to have more than just being around Jesus. I've got to have that genuine experience. But on the day of Pentecost, and saints, I hope you're not misjudging Brother John. We're not looking back to this uh, Acts chapter 2 and reading some verses and saying, Oh, that's pretty nice. I'm desiring that for myself, for my wife, my children, now grandchildren. Say, but I'm single. Well, we're in a church body. We're, we're connected with believers all over the world. I'm spiritually jealous tonight. God help us. I hope this is okay tonight. Verse 4 is a wonderful verse. Acts 2, 4. And they were all. Is that what your Bible says? All. Brother Ellie, how do you say that in French? All. Yes? Is that right? Is that good? Thank you. Brother Israel's working, I think, tonight. He's streaming, though. He's on Zoom. I saw him back there. And they were all, you don't have his camera on, but he was there earlier. Verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they weren't, it wasn't a carnal, Pentecostal woman in the pew getting her hair all, getting her skirt all dressed up and then I'm going to go speak in tongues. I have a word from the Lord. Friends, this was a genuine experience where God was moving. They were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. This was noised abroad. The multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in their own language. So it wasn't just, but they heard. Brother Matt heard it in his language. Brother Jeff heard it in his language. Whether you're from Zimbabwe, whether you're uh, from China somewhere, whether you're back down there in Brazil somewhere, they begin to hear in their own language, God is among us. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, aren't all these that speak Galileans? And how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we're born. And it goes through the Parthians and the Medes. And it goes down through the different nations. Proselytes, verse 10, verse 11, Cretes and Ira. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Verse 13, others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, hello believers out there, you cursing, swearing, this, you know, preacher, you, you're such a reproach to the message, but not on the day of Pentecost. He didn't care what nobody thought. Who's that damsel back there? Brother Jonathan came through the door. Who's that maid back there? That's that same girl that was by the fire there just on Friday morning and her mouth is wide open. Brother Samuel, it's the same man. Maybe the same robe. But a few days later, he's on fire. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's not cursing and swearing and running. But now this same Jesus that you've crucified. He's your Lord. He's your Christ. Repent. Hello. He didn't care what Thomas thought, Bartholomew. They're all in it too, brother. I mean, all the sisters are in it. There's Mary. There's, you know, their sister back there in the back. Their sister Elena. There's all, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They look like they're drunk people walking around. 
Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them ye men of Judea all ye that dwell at Jerusalem be this known unto you hearken to my words he wasn't cursing and swearing he was having his Pentecost a genuine personal experience like a laser beam brother Ruan and it just went I'm taking you tonight from Easter to Pentecost to today. No longer the old Peter. No longer that old man. No longer that just ways that he was. He wasn't a coward no more, Brother Ron. He's standing there saying, I want you to listen to me. Hear my words. I have something to say. And he did. (laughs) And he did. He's like a house on fire in a windy day. I mean, if you're driving down, coming to church tonight, and there's a whole house on fire, you'd say, wow, that's unusual. Call 911, honey. But we're going to church, but call 911. You know, we're going to the house of God. We need a spiritual fire. Call 911. And everybody's all attention's on the house. The house. The house is on fire. 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 All the focus is on the fire, the fire. Lord, I want to be one of those believers. Don't you want to be one of those believers that has a real experience? I mean, what is happening to her? What's happened to Jessica? What happened to Preston? Look, it's just flowing over to Ethan. Look to their family. Look at Sister Ruth Weber. She used to be a certain way, but what has happened to her? She's filled with something. It's our Pentecost. And the amazing thing is it's happening to all of them. They all were getting possessed with this. They all had waited. They all let the skeptics go. Let the people leave that don't want to be there. I want to be there. Oh, I've got quotes right in front of me. Brother Branham says, as a Christian unveiling of God, I'm identified with him. I was with Noah when he went to the ark. I was with Moses when he came out of Egypt. I was with Elijah on Mount Carmel. Yes, glory to God. I was with him. I I was truly with him. I identified myself in his death there on Calvary when I died. Oh my. Now he's bringing it off the cross. Now he's bringing it from that Easter, that Pentecost, to us. Let's all say us. This promise is unto you and to your children. You know what Brother John is preaching tonight is exactly what the bride needs to hear. We have a message. We have a word. And it's not what the world is telling you or the media or education. Your boss, your supervisor... You're not going to get this in the world on social media. What are they following? They're following Instagram, Facebook likes, Twitter. Amen. I studied on that too on Thursday and spoke on Friday to the senior young people. The world is caught up with following their soccer stars, their movie stars. Is that true? I'm speaking about following Jesus. The world and millions of people are following Singers, actors, when you look at their pictures, they're sexy, they're worldly, they're modern, they're naked. Millions of people are following them. Who are you following? Who do you want to follow more? 
I do too. We've gone from Easter. We're in that 40 days. There's Pentecost. Then 2021. We can't just be our, our sayings and good quoters and good repeaters. It's got to come down to where we have this life ourselves. Or we're very miserable. We're out of our place and we know that. Get hungry. Get thirsty. For the supernatural. I'm hungry for the supernatural. I want more of God. I want to see that in his people. Brother Branham said I was with Noah. I was with Moses. I was with Elijah. I was with him on Calvary. I was identified with him. Here it is. You say well where did the ministers get their messages? I was identified with him on Easter morning. When he rose from the dead. I was identified with him on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost came down like a rushing mighty wind. I was identified with him. All that he was I am. Easter, Pentecost, today, all that he was, I am. All that I am, he was. Being dead in him, we are identified with him. What he is, I am. Do we believe that tonight? Or are these just nice quotes? There's one I I, want to read for you. Because Brother Branham brought it right down into the building. An identified masterpiece. Just hold on for a second. 1964, Brother Branham said, I'm identified with him in his death. I died with him when he died at Calvary. And I rose again on Easter morning with him in the power of his resurrection. You say, 2,000 years ago? No, in my life, I have rose from the dead. He is Lord because he's risen. And if you're still dead tonight in sin, tonight can be a night where the Holy Spirit is breathing a resurrection. This is your resurrection. This is your Easter. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I was identified with him. I died with him at Calvary. I'm quoting. I raised with him on Easter to be part of him. I have to be identified with him. I was identified with him in his death. I was identified with him in his suffering. We all love the mountaintops. We all love the good times. We all love the praise God and the good feeling and good health. But all of us are getting older. Not an amen. We're all getting older. Even you, Sister Tracy. Amen. You're still beautiful. But we're all getting older. Wow. I got a lot of rights, but not an amen. Who's getting older? I mean, nobody. I mean, I'm getting older. Thank you, Brother Aho. I am. My wife will tell you I'm getting older. But what about his sufferings? We love the good times, but what about the suffering? What about the passion of misunderstanding? What about when everything's against you and everyone running? I was identified when they run him out of the temple. When they tried to throw him out and get rid of him. I was with him there. I was with him in his death. And I raised with him on his resurrection. And with the 120. When they climbed to the upper room. Yes sir. I witnessed that mighty rushing. Coming from heaven. I spoke in tongues with the anointed. On the day of Pentecost. This is your prophet. Saying I'm identified. 
with those brothers and sisters in the upper room, then we don't have to be ashamed of it. We need more of it. (laughs) He said, hallelujah, I was there because I'm identified with him. Glory to God. I preached with Peter in Acts 2. Oh, no, 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 no. He cursed. He swore. He denied the Lord. Under the pressure of a, a teenager or a young girl. I mean, Brother John, this is a leader. I'm the, he's got the keys to the kingdom. I'll never listen to him. Brother Branham's saying, I preached with Peter on Acts 2. So something must have happened from that time to this time. I preached with him there. I preached with Paul on Mars Hill. Now we're going further in the New Testament. Before the critics, I had to be. I was with John on the Isle of Patmos. I saw the vision of his coming. I saw Luther. I was with him in the Reformation. I was with Wesley. And how many would say, that's right, Brother Branham? That's right. Watch him. He's standing in Stardust Motel in Yuma, Arizona, 1964. And Brother Branham stops and he says, and now I'm here in Yuma, Arizona. I'm identified tonight here in Starbust, Stardust Motel with a group of people who believes the same thing. Hallelujah. Group of people. He said, and now we're seated together in heavenly places. I'm looking for his coming in glory. Some of these days. I wonder if brother John can have the liberty to make it personal. We were there with him on his Easter. We were there on Pentecost. But I am here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. With a group of believers that love his appearing. Say, God, give me more of that. I'm looking into the faces on Zoom right now. Of many of you and some we cannot see. I'm surrounded by a host of witnesses saying, God, we've had our Easter. We've had our Pentecost. But I want to see the same Lord Jesus today within our lives more and more and more. Some of you have had an experience with God, but we've got little children and young people around us and and visitors and people that have come into the message in the last five or ten years. They need to see more of a God in action and God demonstrating than just word only. And some of us are even failing on the word only part. We're trying to get the mechanics all right and trying to get it all right and be a good person. We need to get the dynamics first and he'll just burn up everything and he'll lead you in the right mechanics. Is it, is it, is our utopia to have the right doctrine or have the right spirit? Your prophet said, give me a person that's got the right spirit. God will reveal to you the right doctrine. Because you never put a period. You always put a comma. You always say, God, what you've done for me and for us, we want to see it again alive today. Oh, Jesus. Acts chapter 2. Peter stood up and said, verse 15. These are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that, or what you see happening in the congregation, is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah! That which you see amongst the believers of the message should be what a prophet William Branham prophesied would happen. Hello? And if it's not happening, it's us that's falling short. It wasn't our prophet. He bore his cross. He bore his cross. 
God is looking to 2021 saying, where are the believers that will take up their cross? Matthew said it like this. He talked about those that would take up their cross. We don't have time to turn to it. But Matthew 16 says, deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Hello, everybody. Get your mind off the cross of Calvary. That was Jesus's cross. We could have a whole weekend of services and read quotes of Brother Branham and point to a prophet in his cross. His wife died, his daughter died. We could talk about all how he traveled the world. And, you know, even in the last years after um, serves is this the time? Listen to that message again. He's leaving Jeffersonville going to Tucson. He said, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe listen to the last 20 minutes because three hours is a long time of a message. But listen to a man standing at the end of 1962 and say, well, I'm going out to Tucson. It gets kind of hot there in the summer. I don't know how my wife and my children are going to handle that. So maybe we'll move up to Anchorage, Alaska. This is what Brother Branham's saying. Then we'll move on down to Denver, Colorado. Here's a man that does not know the direction of God. Where's the Holy Spirit going to take me tomorrow, next month? I don't know. But he was following Jesus. Following Being led by the Holy Spirit. Not the economy. Not by a virus. Not by peer pressure. Not by what somebody else is telling you you should do or shouldn't do. Friends, it's time we're men and women. We're not little children no more. We're in pampers and huggies that need to be changed every service. And you're not that kind of people. We've had examples. We've had Mark 8 where it says, Jesus says, deny himself, take up his cross. That's your cross. The rich young ruler in Mark 10, the Bible says, come, take up the cross and follow me. The cross has to do with now the message as a whole, the Bible as a whole, it's You need to take up your cross and follow. But he talked to the rich young ruler because he'd been a good boy from his youth. And he said, you've got to take up the cross, young man. You're not willing to sell everything and follow the Lord and take up the cross. You're going to become an, let me just show you the future. The rich young ruler, become an evangelist in hell. Could have been a good young person's leader. Could have been a preacher. Could have been a songwriter. Could have been a leader in the message. Jesus loved him. It's not a lack of love. It was a lack of right response. It's not a lack of trying. Peter and seven other brothers tried to fish all night. You talk about zeal and effort and willing to stick to something. They didn't get nothing. It speaks of us as Christians in our journey. If we do it all and I will and I'm going, we're not going to get nothing. Just do it the way Jesus, just cast it on the other side. It's a lesson that we can learn tonight for the rest of our life. That it's God's way or there's no way. I want Jesus in my life. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I, this is that which was spoken by Joe. This is that which was spoken by William Branham. That upon this rock, I'll build my church. Yeah. 
Luke chapter 9, don't turn to it. Jesus said, deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Who are you following tonight? I want to close tonight with one last example, and that is Acts chapter 8. Forgive me if I've taken more time than I should. Are we doing okay? Still warm, isn't it, Brother Jeff? Hey, man, it's warm in here. That's why some, some eyes are getting a little dim. Is it cooler there, Brother Roy? Brother Roy Florence, Sister Judy, it's probably cooler in your house than here. God bless you. Amen. We love you. Nice seeing you, Brother Mark and Matul and your dear wife. Okay, let's turn to Acts chapter 8. We started in the book of Acts. We're ending in Acts. God, give us a book of Acts, church. Come on, Sister Hopi, is that right? Give us a book of Acts. I want to see it. I'm going to say it again. God, give us a book of Acts, church. I've been born in this message. 49 years. That's our drive. That's our vision. Is to see this same Jesus. That we have heard preached to us. Made manifest in the people. In the congregation. And we've heard a lot. We've heard enough. God help us to manifest it. Brother John's going. There's other fields. There's other young people that need to hear. What what your young people has heard. I told the young people. Excuse me for being personal, but on Friday morning, I didn't say it to the juniors. They're, they don't need to know those things. But on Friday, I was a little bit more open with the senior young people. We, we've been here now the second time for 21 years. And many of them, we've baptized. We've been with them. We, we've uh, labored with them. Just driving to the school on Friday morning, I let them know we had prayed for each of them. We have nothing in our hearts but success. And for the future, Brother Preston was there. We missed you, Brother David, but we got your spot. Amen. It's still there. But I was just being a little bit more open with the senior young people. They're old enough. So there's more young people that need to hear what you've been hearing. In just a few weeks from this, today we'll be at Brother Craig Boers in Connecticut. Their son, Brother Josiah, is now a 13-year-old teenager. He's with BCA online school. He's just, he's just growing from a little boy now to where he's just a musician and leading and songs. And they deserve to hear what we hear. Amen. We take things for granted. We take one another for granted. God help us to be a book of Acts church. Amen. I'm closing with Acts chapter 8. This is Philip. I want you to look in verse 5. This is now East Easter to Pentecost. This is the effects of Pentecost. This is the effects of the message. This is the same Philip that you're going to see was in Acts chapter 6 verse 5 along with Stephen. Philip was chosen to be a deacon, man full of faith. And the Holy Ghost and, and some other brothers were chosen to be a deacon. Now we see Philip the evangelist. Same brother. You can read about him in another place. He had daughters. that were. They had a, he had a zealous family. Daughters. I think there was five or seven or something. And they were real. It was a strong family in the message. Philip went down into the city of Samaria. Let's all say Samaria. Samaria. Number one, Samaria. And preached Christ. Christ. 
Not a man, not his previous pastor, not talking about just the prophet or telling stories or I hunted and I fished with... He's preaching Christ. He had a personal Easter. He had a Pentecost. He was on fire. He didn't need a second-handed robe. He had a first-hand robe. He's preaching the anointing. He's preaching Christ. So what kind of an effect did it have? People with one accord begin to give heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many were taken with palsies. Isn't that what we read earlier in one of the Matthew, Mark? Wasn't that happening in Jesus' ministry? Wave your hand if you remember. Same things. Can I venture to say the same spirit that was in Jesus? Is now in Philip. How many believe that? Same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Has now quickened a brother. He's doing the same thing. My unclean spirits were being cast out. Crying with loud voices. They came out. People that were possessed with them. Many taken with palsies. And that were lame were healed. There was great joy in the city. So ought to be a real revival today. There ought to be joy in our hearts. That's how we're going to end this service. Don't cry and weep. This is a time of thanksgiving and rejoicing. This is 2021. We're reaching the, the, the pyramid now. Where men and women have had their Easter. Their Pentecost. And they see today in the days of the voice. Of the seventh in the days, in a season, in a time, just before the coming of the Lord, the bride would reach a crescendo. Well, what do you believe about Christ? Well, just ask my preacher. What do you believe about the message? Ask my dad. What do you believe about holiness and how to dress? Well, ask my mom. That's a second-handed religion. That's a second-handed robe. Where is the generation that will rise up even further than their parents? That will rise up with more holiness. I'm just going to say something tonight publicly. When you see a woman, a lady, start wearing earrings and pants and makeup, that's an ungodly antichrist spirit. It creeps right back into the message. And nobody wants to say nothing about it. It's Ichabod. It's Satan. It is men and women. I don't care if they've been raised in the message. They have been deceived. They don't know the Christ that I know. Rock and roll. Cursing. Swearing. Adultery. It ought not even to be named among us. There ought to be so much fire. Where people don't even want to be around us. Or they'll be condemned. That's a book of Acts experience. Not stroking everybody in the right way. So, oh, you be careful, Brother John. They're a big tithe payer. They give a lot to the church. I pray God give us men and women. Don't even hardly have enough nickels to rub together. But they're filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't care if we got to worship under a tree somewhere. They take your building. Take your tax status. Turn you into the RCMP. Turn you into the local authorities. Where's those men and women? I don't care if we got to meet in the catacombs. Hello, somebody. We're, we're almost there in BC right now. 
they can't even have a service like this. We ought to be shouting and waving and saying, glory to God. Preach it, Brother John. In just a few minutes, we're going to say goodbye and drive out of here. Myself for one of the last times. In this building a few weeks ago, Brother Ryan Hayes was right over here. And Brother Derek, I think, was right here singing a song. Singing a song. This chapel was just, it was coming through. Coming through the Zoom. Coming through the streaming. Coming into Canada. There was a faithful brother that preached in Cloverdale this morning that had a little phone and he was, the streaming was coming through. The songs of the believers was coming through. And for some reason, they just kept singing it and singing it. And you wondered why. Do you know there was one of your brothers in China that was just get a, got a message to that brother that I'm speaking about that was right in Cloverdale and he's playing the song for the last time. One of our precious brothers was just being incarcerated into a Chinese prison and he's hearing you sing. Hearing Brother Derek sing. Hearing Brother Ryan sing. Hear this Mount Baker Bible Way camp. Believers sing a song for the last time. Oh God, help us to be more aware. Not be thinking about the baby over here. My dress over here. How cold it is over here. How hot it is over here. And what so and so think about. Who cares what so and so thinks about you. It's what God thinks about you. It's what the Holy Spirit wants to do among us. He doesn't want a formal, cold, dead church. That's not the kind of bride that's going in a rapture. It's the kind of woman that gives her husband a cold shoulder. Dresses like the world. A harlot like the world. They're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. I don't care what your name is. I don't care if it's Andy's. I'll just stop right there so that no one's offended. I don't care if you're in my family. Or your family. If you don't have the Holy Ghost. You're not going in the rapture. You've got to have an Easter. You've got to have a Pentecost. And in 2021. We can't afford to leave this building. Or leave the Zoom room. Or leave the streaming. Unless we know that we know. And God is here. Wanting to give it to us more than we desire it. What is that? That's the Holy Ghost that was in Jesus saying, I've got to go. I've got to go. But tarry in Jerusalem. You shall receive this. Now, Philip is one of those believers that had the dynamics. And he's going to Samaria. And there's a revival broke out. Sister Lamb. This is a revival. Children, young people, older ones. My, there's a real revival. Let's save some time and jump down to verse 12. Acts chapter 8 verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus Christ they were baptized. Both men and women. Praise God. Let's skip down to verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard. That Samaria had received the word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John. Watch this. Who. Peter and John. When they were come down. Prayed for them. Prayed for who? Prayed for people. Verse 12. 
that have been baptized, men and women, in the church. They prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Well, just a second here. Acts 2.38 says, repent, be baptized, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. That's absolutely what it says. God was going to show through other ministry that we're a body. Philip, your ministry goes a certain way. Casting out devils, baptizing. But God sends other ministers, by the way. It's the same today. One plants, one waters. God brings the increase. I'm, I'm closing with this for an example. To let you know we need to stop being so critical, judgmental, thinking you've got it all. Friend, that, that's nothing but elementary school. That's pre-K stuff. You got to hear me. You got to come to our church. You got to be part of our group. That's pre-K stuff. We're in the bride age. We're in a global body. This is a revival. God doesn't care what you and I think. He cares about one thing. That's his word. And he's here to vindicate that in the hearts of men and women that will allow their mind to be separated and let the mind of Christ come in. Here comes Peter and John. Y'all remember Peter? Who remembers Peter? You're cursing, swearing preacher. Yep, but now he's been changed. And John was the younger apostle of love that was a younger man. It seems like Peter and John worked together a lot in the ministry. Verse 15. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Verse 16 is an amazing verse. For as yet... He was falling upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Wow, it's quiet. Can a person in the message be baptized and not have the Holy Spirit? Yes. Is that the problem sometimes? People do not thoroughly repent, so they're baptized. And they don't receive... The Holy Ghost, you know why? They didn't thoroughly repent. But God sent certain ministers by the church that would have the ability to go a little bit further than Philip. He could bring them out and bring them out of the, and bring them in. And then another brother cleaned them and another one, uh, you know, a camp service or another brother come. It's just like doctors and you have specialists and foot specialists and hand specialists. You have have MDs or general doctors and then you have specialists and we need those things. You don't need them till you need them. Somebody smile. You don't need them till you need them. You drive by, you know, our dear sister Anna Hope drove by that wound healing center. She drove by there for years. You don't need a wound healing center until you're wounded. Then you need to go to the wound healing center when you're wounded. Is that right? Verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Praise be to God. Uh, well, I pray, wouldn't it be wonderful if you didn't have the Holy Ghost? You knew somebody else did and they had faith. I'm just going to lay hands on you. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You know what? People don't believe that that's the same today. They don't believe that's in the church. That's why they live in their sin. They don't want to be in the shadow of the ministry because it brings condemnation. They're not living right. 
So that's why they're not open. That's the why they're evasive. That's why they want to live their private life and come to church and still be a believer. I pray God help all of us. Friends, we are right at the moment, the climax of going in the change. Do you all believe that? It's time to lay aside nonsense. Are you desiring to be in heaven in the rapture? There's a certain life and a poor and death to self. It's like, Lord, I would scour me out, God. You say, this is pretty elementary tonight. This is pretty, you know, basic, right? Pretty basic. That would just be fantastic. If we had an Easter and a Pentecost where everyone was filled with the Holy Ghost and just walking out of here charged like, yes, Lord, I'm called, I'm elected. Here's Philip. And Philip wasn't so stuck on himself that he couldn't agree that I need Peter and I need John. I need a body. I need other ministers. I, I don't have all the gifts and you can have a strong leaders and we have that in the message. But now we've come to a season. We need one another. It's not one ministry that has it all. It's We need to pull this brother and that singer and that sister. We need her. It's not all pulpit ministers that should be starlighted and highlighted. Amen, Brother John. Preach it. So we see in verse 17, they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 8 verse 26. Man, this is a great revival. If you just pull for the next few minutes and we'll close. Samaria is having a revival. Blowout revival, you would say. People are just being saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. What one ministry couldn't do, another comes and praise God. Hallelujah. Demon spirits are flooding. You know, I feel like telling the devil. Sorry, Brother Jeff. I meant to tell the devil this wasn't a good service for him to be in here. Just go out and sit by the lake a little bit. We're going to have church tonight. That's what I felt like saying at the beginning. Well, let's just say it now. Devil, this isn't a good service for you to be in. Just go out there by the lake and just wait. We're going to have a little time. Hello on Zoom out there. Hallelujah. Just go out there and sit somewhere out there in some other land. This is our land of the Holy Ghost. We're going to fight for it. We're going to believe for it for one another. Uh, A dead formal religion and cold and few quotes and scriptures go out is just going to lead to a dead church. Going to lead to a cussing, swearing generation that just, you know, they can have great revelation, PowerPoints, charts and everything and deny the Lord. That's what we've seen in the message. A lot of it. They got everything down and everything. But, oh, Lord, bring us to an Easter, Pentecost, and we're... We can see it now. Oh, Samaria is having a revival. Verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go south, go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Calling, calling. That's our subject tonight. Following Jesus. We're in the middle of a revival. Calling, calling, angel of the Lord, Philip, Philip, let's go. Where are we going, Lord? It's time to go. So he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, 
queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet, when the Spirit, capital Spirit, said unto Philip, Go near! Don't you love to be led by the Holy Ghost? Don't you just love a person that is sensitive? Leave the revival. Leave people coming to the altar. Leave the counseling of the, I wonder how that couple's doing. I wonder, man, they're just, my, you just see it. I'm, I'm at service. My, don't you just want more of that? Yeah, Philip, I just feel the call. And there's just one brother riding a chariot, reading a, a certain message of a prophet and didn't understand. And the spirit of the Lord that was on Philip, spirit of the Lord that was on Philip, see, and Philip ran to him, heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understand. And it goes into this speaking about this. You can read down through this in your private time. Verse 32, how he was led like a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb. Hmm. What does it mean? Humiliation. Verse 33, who's going to declare the generation? Verse 30, and the eunuch, this was, a, this was a black man, a colored man from Ethiopia, answered Philip and said, I pray thee. Of whom speaketh of the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him. Somebody say it. You can read the whole book of Isaiah and not find J-E-S-U-S. So what was it? It was a today gospel. It was the Jesus of the Old Testament, now in the New Testament. And he wasn't quoting Mark or Matthew. He was, Philip had the goods. He was the New Testament. I'm reading out of the book of the New Testament, the book of the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Philip, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to have power. And you'll begin to speak, and it'll just be Jesus. And while they're going to hear you speaking... In the sermon, in the service, it's just one of you. Something's going to be moving in their heart. Here's water. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're riding along. Philip's on a chariot going toward Gaza somewhere. They're on some road way away from Samaria. And he's focused in on one person. One person. It's not hundreds. It's not thousands. He's not going home tired at night after a prayer meeting with 300 people is one person he's focused on trying to let this man see Jesus whoa 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 here's water what doth hinder me to be baptized praise God this is wonderful isn't it fantastic is this good Let's go. And they go down into the water. Wasn't thinking about his second set of clothes or his duffel bag. Maybe he took off his outer robe. I don't know how it happened. And they went on the thing. These things begin to happen. Verse 39. When they were come up out of the water. Glory to God. I now baptize you brother. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's this black man going down into the water. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He comes up out of the water. And Philip is so happy. Praise God. And the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who believes the Bible? Baptize you, this one brother, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I don't know why you called me to come here. I don't know why I'm here. And all of a sudden. And the eunuch was a believer. 
So he's with this man in the water, and all of a sudden he comes up out of the water. Glory to God, hallelujah. And he looks around, the man's gone. It's hypnotism. It's witchcraft. No, he got the Holy Ghost. He's like, praise God, I don't know what this is all about or where that man is. But I got the Holy Ghost. He just got right back up in his chariot and went to Ethiopia, and he's a believer. Verse 40 Say, what happened to Philip? I'm not going to leave you. Philip was found at A-Z-O-T-U-S. I don't know how you say it. Passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Philip had the goods. Brother Branham said in one place it was 150 miles away. In another place, in, in Hebrews, he said a chariot right out of heaven for 200 miles. He wasn't seen for 200 miles. Somebody say, praise God. From a packed out church of Samaria to walking along the road to baptizing to I've been changed. Holy Ghost and fire and it's quickening my life. Try to explain it. I'm not here to explain it. Hallelujah. I'm not here to tell you all about it. Well, what's going to happen to the Ethiopian? That's God's work. I'm sure there'll be a teacher or a preacher somewhere there. to. Te- ah, that's not my ministry. Hallelujah. He's baptizing people and casting out devils. And some of them aren't receiving the Holy Ghost. Come on, Peter. Come on, John. We need you. They come on over. They lay hand. Praise God. They're filled with the Holy Ghost. We need more of that. We don't need no one-man ministries no more in the message. Or we don't need the congregation making their ministers one-man ministries. And holding on to the past. And wanting every time they get up to hit grand slams. Their time is over. They're in the Hebrews Hall of Faith. They might even be alive. But they're elders among us. They had their cross. They had their place. It's time for you and I to take up our cross. Same message. Same Pentecost. Same Holy Ghost. It's time for some of you to say, where's my sword? Forgive me. I hope you're not taking me wrong. That's what Brother Philip believed. This is going to be our last thoughts. Philip in the Easter seal, Brother Branham said he was having a great revival. All this cooperation of churches and everything was having a great revival. And the quickening power of God spoke to him and said, maybe it said this. You're having a great revival. But I got one man I want you to talk to. And Philip obedient, no matter what it is, how much criticism and people saying you can't leave. Philip said, but I can. God said so. And he went into the desert And out there he found this eunuch. What happened? If thou believest with all thy heart that Jesus is the Christ, I'll baptize you. He baptized him. He was so quickened by the quickening power to leave a revival of thousands of people to go out into the desert to one man against all reason. Well, there's 10,000 wanting you up there, but there's one wanting you out there. And the quickening power sent him to God's provided place. Hello, housewives. I'm not talking about Brother John. I'm not that selfish. God needs more housewives. He needs more teenagers. Don't misunderstand tonight. Brothers carrying their lunch pail to work saying, what can I do for God? 
Rising of the sun, Brother Branham said, Philip, another fellow had this quickening power. He was Philip, so full of the quickening power. Having a great big meeting down in Samaria. Devils being cast out, people baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They were having a real meeting. And the spirit spoke to him and said, the dynamic come down and said, leave this revival. Woo. Say, how can that be the will of God? Somebody said, but what will the minister say? Philip said, it don't make no difference what they say. He was so full of quickening power. He had the gasoline and the dynamics was falling on him. Said, go out into the desert. He found a eunuch there, baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ. One man took the message down to Ethiopia. He obeyed God. That's Brother Basabose. He's going to Ethiopia next weekend. I just interject that there. But he obeyed God in obedience to God. He said, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, do it and Watch the quickening power pick you up. Anybody in this service never been baptized or will hear this service? It's time for you to repent and be baptized and receive your quickening power. And be like Philip. And don't care what 10,000 people think. Don't care what the newly converted think. Don't matter what the ministers think. Don't matter what nobody thinks. And, and God take you another way, 150, 200 miles. Here's a real shocker. In the Israel message, Brother Branham was preaching this conduct, order, and doctrine. Brother Branham said, he never did go back to Samaria again where he had the great revival. He wasn't seen for 200 miles. A chariot right out of heaven for 200 miles. Can we commit the future into the hands of the Lord? Come on, friends. I mean, many things about tomorrow. We're going to sing in a couple minutes some songs of praise. But I wonder tonight if you can be a Philip. Can you be a Peter? Look back in your life and see where you've hurt God and you've hurt others. You've hurt the body and you can say, God, I need a fresh start. And we didn't have time to turn to it, but... Peter so loved the Lord. And Jesus came back. We didn't have time to turn to John. We didn't have time to close with that. But Peter so loved the Lord when Jesus talked to him. And he said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Jesus, the Bible says Peter was grieved. Lord, I have followed you. I've given up my nets. Jesus wasn't talking about that. We had gone through Easter. It was time for a Pentecost. Do you love me? He said, feed my lambs. Take care of the young people. Take care of the young ones. The la- a lamb is like a hue, E-W-E. It's a baby sheep. It's a baby. They need special care. Peter, make sure you can reach them. Talk to them like a lamb. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He said it three times. He was emphasizing, feed my people. And Peter was grieved that the Lord would think that he was going to deny him and then not follow him. And He said, Peter, when you were younger, you could do things the way you wanted to do. And you could dress yourself. You could go places. 
But when you become old, someone else is going to bear you. Someone else is going to have to take care of you. When I was talking to Brother Milko the other day by WhatsApp video, Brother Kim got a hold of us as I was leaving the office and I pulled over quickly and I was speaking to Brother Milko. He's now in a place where when he was younger, he could go and he could serve. And now he's at another time of his life. He's at another season. Where someone else has to change him. Someone else has to feed him. Someone else is making the decisions for him. And the Bible says this signifying Jesus speaking to Peter. What kind of a death you're going to die Peter? Are you willing to go all the way to the cross? In the good times praise his name. Are you willing to go to the cross? Are you willing to die like I died? We've gone through Easter now and Jesus is speaking to him with that anointing. Knowing in just a few days there's going to be a Pentecost. Are you willing to give your life? I need someone that's willing to give your life daily. How many know that Peter when he came to the time of his crucifixion. He said I'm not worthy to be hung my like my Lord. And they hung him upside down. How many know that? His love. Maybe his mind went back to when I cursed, I swore. He never got over that. Maybe that's why he was so passionate when he spoke. Because he was at a time of his life when he had rejected and walked away and been an embarrassment to the message. That's why his future messages, he was so passionate. He was so wanting to get the message across and not just read a little sermon. And Brother Branham said... Why she was so willing to feed the lambs and go out of the way to visit someone. And why did he take that extra step? And by the way, I'm not worthy to die like my Lord. And they hung him upside down. I believe there's a group of people that's willing to go all the way. As we bow our heads tonight and Brother Ryan comes. We're taking up our cross, Lord. We've come from Easter. We've come from a season of resurrection. Come through the time of Pentecost. More than just 50 days. It's it's Holy Ghost. It's an experience that God's given. To where today we recognize. And each individual saying Lord Jesus. In this season. In our time. In this hour. I want to follow. I want to go all the way. I'm willing to take up my cross. I'm willing to follow Jesus. I give you myself. I give you my my all. Jesus. I want the same spirit that was in you to be in me. I want the same life that was in you that I saw demonstrated. He wasn't arrogant. He wasn't boastful. He was a sacrificial lamb. He went all the way. He knew what he was called to do. I say, Lord, let that be my life with every head bowed. I want to follow you, Lord. I don't want you to be thinking of someone else. I don't want you to be thinking of their lives or their family or their calling. Lord Jesus, I want to have an Easter in my life. I want to leave death and sorrow and pain. And I want to go to Pentecost. 
God bless you. Some are starting to stand. Some are lifting their hands. They, I need that genuine, real, where I'm not just looking around the room wondering what's going on or wondering how so-and-so's taking this, but it's happening to me. It's happening to me. I'm being changed. My attitudes change. My goals have changed. I just want God. I just want the rapture. I, I heard from Brother Tom last Sunday about years ago how they wanted a Tuesday. They wanted a Friday. They wanted two on Sunday. Four services in a week. I thought, God, what have we come down to now? If you want to see what happened years ago in the new generation. God restore the joy and the zeal and the passion and the love. Oh, Jesus, whatever we got to do. I don't want to be thinking of my husband, my wife, the preacher. How many would like to stand with me? I'm standing already, but would you say, God, I want to take up my cross. It's my cross. It's mine. I'm, it's mine. Maybe you came to the service. Maybe you came to the Zoom. Maybe you're streaming and you're thinking of, oh, what's Brother John going to say? What's the meeting like? Just forget about all that and say, God, it's my cross. I want to take it up, Lord. Oh, some of you ought to stop talking about how heavy it is and how hard it is and just start kissing it. It's my cross. It's my family. It's my children. It's my church. This is our time. This is our season. Oh God, let us embrace. Let us embrace it. Say, but there's blood, Brother John. There's heaviness. Say, I'm discouraged. I feel like going fishing. So did a lot of other disciples. Say, Brother John, my eyes are so red. It's because I've been crying. God bless you, sister. God bless you, young man. God bless you, brother, little lamb, little girl, young teenager. God knows your family. He knows your upbringing. He's not looking at all that. He's looking at you. See, but I stand here tonight and I'm dry. I need a touch. I need an Easter. I'm laying in a tomb. It's dark. Lazarus. I just need someone that will speak my name. And I've had Philip visit our church. But I need. Where's Peter? Where's John? Where's someone that can come? Just give me the shadow. Of someone that's a real Christian. And I will be healed. Give me a song leader. That's been with Jesus. And they step behind this pulpit. And it just is like. And the people rise into an, an atmosphere. Give us ministry Lord. Give us dads. Give us mothers. Give us. Oh father in this consecration as we come tonight. We want to follow you. We want to go all the way Jesus. Bless your holy name. I give myself away. I give 
What a Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But what a bride that's rising up. What a people. Don't get stuck on one another's flesh and things of life and things that have happened. Brother Peter. Sister Mary. Whatever your name is, don't get stuck on pre-Easter and pre-resurrection and pre-Pentecost. That's all in the past. Lord, send a wave of your freshness upon all of us, Lord. Who who would just say, send a wave of freshness? Lord, we're tired of this whole world, Lord. Jesus, we're tired of this, things of this life, death and sorrow, viruses and separate us from one another, Lord. We are tired of it, Lord. We want heaven. We want to see you. We want to love in our hearts and a brotherly kindness. Don't let it separate my heart. Just this last week, seeing some of the believers and some of my family that's in Canada, and I was going back into my office, I was reaching for the door, Brother Derek, and I said, this is not right. This is not right. I'm saying goodbye to my nephew, my niece. I love you. I love you, Brianna. I love you, Coley. Goodbye, like luck. with Brother Tom, Sister Joanne, Brother Michael on Friday. I love you. We're weeping. Just had one more stop. See my daughter for the last time. See my grandson. I love you. We'll see you again. Dad's, God's calling Daddy to another place, another field. Just hug my grandson, Brother Stephen. Says Stephen. Stephen in the Bible was the first martyr. Maybe you're going to be the last. See my son-in-law, John Waldner, for the. You say I'll see him again. I'll see him at the park, maybe. In this world, we have no continuing city. We're fighting for another land. We're fighting for another gathering. We're fighting for another body. God bless you. I love you. My father and mother is here tonight. They brought me here when I was a 16-year-old little boy, young teenager. Thank you, dad and mother, father and mother. I'll never be the same because of this church. Cloverdale Bible Way. Brother Jonathan, can you give me the Zoom? I'll never be the same. It's because of you. It's because of our journey. Because of your love. God bless you. We'll see you again. Brother Tom has graciously said there'll be times when we're in town we can maybe come. That'd be wonderful. I look forward to that. But we feel called to go. Will you pray for us and my family? I don't want you crying for us, weeping for us. It's been a wonderful life and a wonderful journey. I don't regret one day. 
with your children, with your young people, or with any of you. There's not one person that's in the visible audience, in the Zoom, streaming. I don't have one enemy. Before God, it is so wonderful to live your life and have no regrets. God bless you tonight. Thank you. I didn't even look at the time. I probably took more than I should. Brother Jeff, Brother Doug, I probably took a little longer. You've been so patient, so kind. You're so generous. Don't feel like you're being abandoned. The Lord Jesus is with you. He's mindful. Sister Clara, he's mindful. Never leave you, never forsake you. God said that. Jesus said that. Amen. Hasn't been good to serve the Lord. I mean, if he came tonight, if he the resurrection happened tonight, we'd all be so happy. Right, Brother Derek? We'd be so thrilled. Brother Ryan, he'd be so thrilled. The Lord Jesus has brought us into the family of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When the redeemed are gathered in. Hallelujah. I wrote in my notes, we're going to end rejoicing and end happy. So that's how we're going to end. Rejoicing and very happy. Okay, let's sing that song. Mm, Oh, when the redeemed are gathered in.
masterpiece. He said, I am now, let's all say now, identified in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not something out here on the street, something 40 years ago. I have it right now. The glory and power of God of forgiveness of sin. I see him heal the sick, open the blinded eyes, see him foretell things, read the hearts of the people. I'm identified with him in his ministry. Hallelujah. I'm just happy to be part of his ministry. At this day, he said, glory to God. I'm identified with him for deliverance in the last days. I trust to be part of that great bride that's coming some of these days. No matter what the world may say, they may call us crazy, hysterical, Beelzebubs, or heretics. Whatever they want to. I tell you, this was a man that had Pentecost. Modern day Philip. Whatever they say, I just want to be identified with that group. I'm still there. I remain there. I was born there. I want to stay there. I'll always be there because God placed me there. Hallelujah. Bunch of holy rollers. He said, I'm identified with them. Every one of them. They say, Billy, you've lost your mind. Maybe I did, but I found the mind of Christ. Who's found the mind of Christ? He said, I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. This is me. I found his word. Found his presence. Found that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the one that has to make my identification. I'm identified with him by God's word. These signs shall follow them that believe. And I'm glad I'm identified with that. Easter, Pentecost, today. We're singing this song. There is power. John, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? How about now? Can you hear me now? 
We're testing, testing, one, two, three. How are we doing? Yes or no? No. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm, I can I I can't hear you, but you can hear me. So we'll just go with that. Uh, we'll go with that road. God bless you, everyone. What a wonderful day we've been able to have. Amen, Brother John. That's the, I'm sure the burning desire of every one of our hearts, both in present and both uh, on Zoom and streaming that we don't see is the Lord send the fire of the Pentecost into each of our homes and each of our lives and may it just burn us, amen, on fire that we can be like a Philip that can just be moved and, and led by the Spirit of God. Let's, let's close in a word of prayer, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, it's hard to find words, Lord, to close a service, Lord. We just want to continue to worship, Lord. I, Lord, I'm mad I can see Sister Rena. She's shaking her tambourine, Lord, there in home. And Sister Margaret, Lord, on the Zoom, and she's praising you, Lord, and hearing the voices from your believers and the saints, Lord, in the chapel, Lord. And I'm sure... Lord, praises are ringing, Lord, up before your throne tonight, Lord. Lord, our hearts desiring, Lord, for more, continual more of you, Lord, that we could, Lord, just become, Lord, a, a, on a, a fire brand for your kingdom, Lord. And not to care, Lord, about this world and all its, Lord, issues and struggles, but Lord, our eyes are set forth, Lord, on what the Lord desires in each of our life, in each of our worlds, and each of our little realms, Lord, that we can be so sensitive. Brother John was speaking even and mentioned tonight, Lord, sensitive for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we can just be so in tune with what you're wanting to do in each of our lives and not allow, Lord, this world and all of the, the struggles that we're in to, Lord, fog, Lord, what you're trying to speak to us about, Lord, what you're trying to move us towards, Lord, but we can, Lord, just be, Lord, what is it that you desire for me? And, Lord, just quieten, Lord, ourselves before you. I was speaking to even the young people on this weekend, and, Lord, just so struck even of, Lord, how even in a service, Lord, your prophet would just say, just be real reverent now. And Lord, your Holy Spirit so sensitive. And Lord, just speaking to different ones, how, oh God, if we can just so in tune ourselves to you, that we can move, Lord, in the with your Holy Spirit's leading, Lord. And Lord, what mighty wonders and works, Lord, can be done as each of us, Lord, can be in that position, Lord, and not, Lord, missing what you're wanting to do amongst us. Lord, may you go with each one tonight. May you go with Brother John as, Lord, you're leading him, Lord, in the direction. Lord, we just want you to have your perfect will. Lord, not a permissive, but a perfect will. So, Lord, take him. Use him, Lord. Give him boldness to speak your word to wherever you may lead him. Lord, as Philip, as we heard tonight, Lord, we commit, Lord, our people. Lord, our, our days ahead of us, Lord, are unknown. But, Lord, I'm so thankful that you hold tomorrow. I'm so thankful you hold us in the palm of your hand. For, Lord, you cannot. It is impossible that you lose even one. It's impossible. Lord, you hold us, Lord. And so, Lord, with that comfort, with that knowledge that, Lord, you hold us close to your side, and you can never leave us, and you'll never forsake us. We commit, Lord, our congregation and the people that are listening to you in your care. And this week, Lord, over to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. And um, there's an announcement for next Saturday. Is it Saturday? There's a youth meeting. I believe it's uh, here. Maybe. Just stay in touch with uh, Brother Michael Ray and Brother Ryan. You helping with that. I think it's uh, on Saturday. You can send, uh, just contact the brothers. Seven. And yes. 
7 o'clock p.m. next Saturday, the youth on this side of the border. And I think we're going to be Zooming, right? So the ones on the other side of the border. And also next Sunday, the Lord willing, Brother Michael Ray is going to be here in the evening, the Lord willing, and the next Sunday. And I've got to ask for your sincere apologies. I I looked at the time. Did I preach for two hours? brother <laughs> I'm sorry I had I didn't look at my clock y'all gave us a lot of liberty I, I preached for over two hours I'm embarrassed well <laughs> I'm sorry I need to do better right do better next time okay God bless all of you thank you brother and um, leave happy and rejoicing I, I pray the Lord will give you an extra special grace and y'all didn't even show it y'all just hung right in there and we're like just forgive me. Just say, that's Brother John. You know, he took his liberty. Somebody probably logged off in a long time ago. God bless all of you. We're going to sing this song as we go. Rising up, rising up. There's a New Testament church. And you just waved everybody. We know it good enough, Jonathan. Let's just uh, see one another. Brother Derek knows it. Brother Ryan knows it a little bit. We'll, we'll all read it. Rising up. Rising up.
to everyone. God bless you. Let's all the congregation here at Mount Baker. Bible Way Camp, we can see you. Amen. We're one body. We're not Americans or Canadians or Chinese or Africans. We're one body. God bless all of you. Oh, Brother Matt Ardeal, God bless you. Nice to see you, Brother Matt. We love you, your family. Hallelujah, all of you. God bless you until we meet again. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. We'll take up our cross. The service schedule is online if you have any questions. Oh, take up your cross.